1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the GC Sunscast. My name is Shane, your host of the only Gold Coast Sun show by fans for fans. Joining me this week on the podcast is Tom. Welcome back to the show.
2: G'day, mate. Uh, I hear you, you're, uh, you've got a bit of injury news, Shane.
1: Yeah, a bit of injury news, but this time to the GC Sunscast staff, it's uh, myself. Well, I've yeah. uh, had a serious sprain off the ankle to the point where I've actually broken a little bit of bone off it um but and you're th- in the moon boot i'm in the moon boot i've always wondered those moon boots i've looked at them and go oh, do they really like allow the players to walk when they've got a buggered foot apparently they do um if <laughs> it's basically just a hell of a lot of padding and yeah, yeah. A, a, a brace to make sure it doesn't go anywhere um so that that's fun kind of um you know life Anyway. Yeah,
2: yeah, but it's a bit of a setback, but we've got some footy to look forward to, so uh, rest up, put your feet up, and, and, uh, you know, there'll be some games to watch pretty soon.
1: There will be, uh, what, a couple of weeks, so I think we'll take next week off as we have been doing the fortnightly show and then we'll come back i think it would be the 9th of june which is going to be the week of our first game against the west coast eagles so yeah it's it's timing up nicely the for those who've missed it the afl have announced the first four games for the season return due to with the uh the COVID drama that we've all suffered the last few months. Uh, before we get into the news, though, we do have to thank our old soul Patreon donors Jack Stad, Paul Vosty, Dale Snelling, Brody Burgess, Kate Kelland, Chris Moore, Robbie Fiorini, Tom Kim, and Tim. Thank you for sticking fat with the GC Sunscast. cast. We really appreciate all your support. And uh, we're still doing this show for you guys. So let's get stuck into the news, Tom. The AFL has announced the first four games for the Gold Coast Suns as well as the rest of the competition. Starting June the 11th is when the AFL season will be back, but the Suns' first game will be June 13, Saturday night at 7.40pm. We play West Coast here at Metricon. The following week is Sunday, June the 21st. At 1pm, we play Adelaide. Saturday, June the 27th at 7... 40 p.m. We play Fremantle, and then Saturday, July 4th at 4:35 p.m., the Gold Coast Suns will play their first away game for the season by going down to the Cattery and facing off against the arch nemesis Geelong.
2: What do you make of that fixture, Tom? <laughs> yes. they, they 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 certainly have built up a rivalry, haven't they? Um, certainly, be a, 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 an interesting uh, prospect going to Geelong and not having to face a crowd because uh, that's, that, that's their uh, 19th man, isn't it? When, when the Cats really uh, pack out their, uh, their stadium, which changes names every few years. Um, I've, I've uh, been, been uh, keeping an eye on the schedule because we were due to play the Cats in round two and that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, a bit of banter just started up with my Cats mates uh, now that we've got a date. Um, so June, the Suns stay uh, on the Gold Coast and then July when they're talking about maybe letting uh, small numbers of crowds into stadiums, it looks like the Suns will be on the road. So, uh, yeah, it's good good news. But, yeah, that, that, that one little thing uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing if we do have a Metricon game with a small crowd. But you, you, you've got a bit more info about that, haven't you?
1: Yeah, so if we break down the – well, before we do that, like you said, we'll talk about the, the potential for crowds to come back to the footy. So yep. in Queensland, they've announced that as of July the 10th, up to uh, crowds of 100 people will be allowed at community sporting events. So that's got to give us some sort of indication as to gatherings that we can have at outdoor sporting events for professional teams. Yep. Now, there's, we've been hearing a lot of rumours uh, and speculation about having crowd numbers staggered, having crowd numbers social distanced. Um, and the likelihood that the membership department will reach out and contact uh, specific members in the form of a lottery or something to determine whether those members will be allowed to attend that game. Um, So we're waiting to hear more about that and we're probably not going to know more until the governments come in and give specific dates to the AFL on when and where they can have... Uh, crowds attend and from what we understand the AFL the Gold Coast Suns and everyone involved desperately wants to get crowds back as soon as possible as long as it's safe so
2: well that's the thing isn't it and it's it's a good sign that they're considering it already um you you kind of wonder um they're starting off with very you know very small numbers of crowds I mean you know that (laughs) friends and family of a few players would fill out those 100 tickets. I mean, they'll obviously try and get some actual members involved. But you have to wonder if there'd be another Gold Coast hub, uh, perhaps mid-season. So, I mean, we're already where mid-season should be. But if you catch my drift, we're we're up to round two. Um, you know, you, you wonder if maybe uh, round seven or eight, which is a fair way down the track, um, we might be starting to see... Uh, Metricon come into it with crowds of you know maybe 500
1: Yeah it, it's quite possible I mean we've, we've heard talks uh, this week there's been discussions about a South Australian or a Western Australian hub I can't see that happening I don't understand why the AFL would then turn around and send a whole bunch of teams that c- can already play in the states that they're in over to another state The only way that would work is if you say you send two sides, uh, two other sides over to Adelaide or WA, and you play off, you take turns alternating. So, one week you'll play one of the sides, the second week you'll play the other side that's based there, and then they'll fly back. Uh, It sort of minimizes travel, it minimizes Mm. all the complications of having to go into different states all the time um so that's probably the only way i could really see it happening though i think the circumstance of having the gold coast hub is unique at the moment because of the restrictions the western australian and south australian government Mm. have put on sporting and social distancing and the public uh compared to the rest of the states um Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, they're all keen to work together and get something going, whereas it sounds like WA and South Australia are saying no exceptions, no, everyone has to abide by our rules. And yeah,
2: that, that's I think the... WA is going to open up um, in July, but um, they've certainly had the toughest... Um, and, I mean, Queensland's shut the border and it's not going to open for... So, you know, to get exemptions, you, you have to wonder if the Queensland government were were sort of saying, what we don't want teams from Victoria or, or New South Wales coming here. Um, the only teams that sort of, you know, meet the criteria would be the, the South Australian and Western Australian-based teams. So, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, of course, the Suns have to travel to, um, to Melbourne or to Geelong, but... Um, yeah, you, it just it 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 really gets me though. I I just feel like there's going to be someone. There's going to be a, there's going to be an outbreak in a club somewhere, and it's going to jeopardise the comp. Um, but hopefully not. <laughs> do, you, do you follow? You know, it's because uh, all, that's all it's going to take, isn't it? Is is one player um, test positive and then they got to shut the whole thing down.
1: Yeah, it does. But I think they're doing everything they can. They're keeping. Players and their families separated from everyone. What we've got: Fremantle and West Coast basing themselves off in the Royal Pines Resort, so that's all shut down from the public. We've got well, the
2: the, the, the wags um, will come in uh, two weeks, so um, <coughs> that's uh, there's even um, media from Western Australia who have been sent over, and they can't even bring their families for two weeks. So um, they, will, they will get their way because that, that was a big sticking point, wasn't it, to the hubs where mm. players with, you know, partners and, and, and even kids were saying that they, they couldn't put the burden on, on, on their partners for that, that long. So they've gone for the compromise to say, well, you know, the, the wives and girlfriends and families are going to have to, you know, two weeks isn't, isn't uh, too much to be, be separated uh, and then they can come. And uh, so they'll need to make arrangements, obviously, if there's, they've got jobs and, and this and that. But uh, it, it, it's a good compromise. Um, but, yeah, it's quite interesting, isn't it, to see how a, a state that's that's had its borders shut is now opening up to to accommodate the AFL. Um, I think that, that they'll repeat it. I think they'll do another four-game block uh, later in the year and use the same, same thing because Queensland's just not going to open things up willy-nilly.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does make make sense. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that all works out. No one really knows at this stage. The AFL is being very flexible to mm. make sure that in case something changes and we can go back to the way football is supposed to be played, the way we used to play it. Mm. I think that's what they're holding out for. But they do have these contingencies in place. They're just keeping them very close to their chest.
2: Yeah, uh, well, I mean, another thing with the the, the fixture is that they, they've um, the the Q clash hasn't been hasn't been scheduled, um, and you'd think that they'd they'd want when that does happen, they'd want it later in the year when there's a chance of having crowds. So, um, and where it could be is, is anyone's guess. Um, but you'd you'd prefer it at Metricon given that there's been more games played at the Gabba and Q clashes and it would just be a way to sort of... It would be fairer, but, you know, I don't know how high that will be on their priorities. It but will yeah, be interesting other, the...
1: because that's thing going to determine which uh, club has a home game mm. in Queensland versus the yes. away game because, I mean, the Gold Coast Suns are spending... Playing, we played round one here. We've got our next three home games here and then a game against Geelong. Brisbane played away round one And then they've got their next four games Here at the Gabba Now if uh, The Q clash comes around later in the season We don't know if that's going to be a Brisbane home game Or a Gold Coast Suns home game Mm. So whoever I guess While they may have home ground advantage It also means They're probably going to have to travel An extra week than what they'd want to So double edged sword There and as talking of travelling, obviously, like I said, we've got we've already done four, we've got four of our five games scheduled so far this season to be home games, which means the Gold Coast Suns are going to have to play a fair chunk of games away in the second half of the season. Uh, that does sting a few people who are hopeful of getting to some Suns games as members and watching mm. the football live, because mm. there might not be a whole lot of games left. By that stage of the season for us, that's
2: right, that's right. Um, yes, and I, I think um, having the schedule released at this time, and also the um, the AFL has directed all of the clubs to to, to, to uh, put put out offers of uh, memberships options. So uh, you know you can stick fat and, and, and uh, keep your full membership and, and get the, the benefits or you can, you know, get a refund. Or, or there's, a, there's a number of options out there.
1: Yeah, there are. So this came out last week as well. The Gold Coast Suns announced... Uh, I, I think I said last episode I was in, you know, the members meeting and there were options being put to us later in the week. Well, that's come out. Uh, some people received their emails from the club uh i think it was late that week others later into this week that's just gone Um, i would imagine everyone's received it by now but it basically staggered it for the sake of not having any technical issues and uh you basically had a few options you could ask for a refund for your 2020 membership you could um Donate all of your 2020 membership 100% you could donate 50% of your 2020 membership and or you could just um, do a partial uh, so, uh, communicate with the club and work out something else in between but the gist of it was if you donated 50% of your membership for 2020 you were given a certificate of appreciation from the club and it seems across the board, depending on the membership level you have, that you'd get two to four free Suns passes for 2021. Um, if you donate 100% of your membership for 2020, not only that, you also are likely to get a Sun Shop voucher, again, dependent on your membership level, yeah. a signed Guernsey, or a player Gu- Guernsey, and a membership upgrade for next season now that last bit the membership upgrade is probably a bit of a blurry situation it's not it's not worded the greatest but it seems like uh silver members and below get oh sorry i don't think it's all the way down silver members and i want to say general admission uh season members get a a free upgrade, including seats and everything. Um, So general admission gets moved to silver, silver gets moved to gold. However, from that stage up, gold membership and platinum membership, it gets a little more tricky. Gold membership says you get a free upgrade to platinum, but you retain your gold seating. That's obviously because they don't have enough platinum seats for everyone. Mm. Uh, But we don't know exactly what... The membership benefits are uh, looking at the platinum membership on the club website it sounds like you get a, a membership pack a merchandise pack and you likely get um, uh, pre-play vouchers to, to to buy food and drink so you if if I'm reading it correctly we should get a, a hundred dollars or so worth of uh, food and drink uh, at Suns mm. games in 2021 now, the if you're lucky enough to have a platinum membership, I don't think you get an upgrade, but you do get two free seats, I believe, at any Suns game in the lounge, which is a treat, let me tell you. Yeah, right. So, but a so, lot of options I mean, there, I mean, it,
2: it, it's, it, seems, it seems like the Suns are, you know, arguably the one of the better offers. Um, but I, I think they might... I suspect they might be limited by exactly how many people go for the the full membership because you know i mean you can appreciate that families are sort of saying how can we save some money in this in this time if if they if they've lost their jobs so um you know i mean if you put it this way if you had you know a membership for yourself and your wife and your and your four kids you're not going to just say yeah keep it if you've if if you're in financial strife so um I think they. I think they have to wait until they see, in, you know, indications of how many people are gonna uh, are are gonna sort of, you know, take their offers. That's why it's it's reasonably generous, isn't it? But um, I, I think, um, Mr. Evans, if you're listening, Shane's got a few ideas for you. how <laughs> you can maybe uh, offer a few more perks. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll leave that one. Leave well, a pin in that well,
1: one. Well, no, you've you've brought that up. I mean the lounge idea that platinum members get that's a great idea uh i've been up in the lounge before and i feel like a lot of the time that area isn't very populated so i don't see why they couldn't offer more tickets to 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 the lounge um maybe even at a discounted rate to to other members especially those that pledge 100 percent um There was no, I didn't see any talk on discounts for the 2020-21 season. So I don't know what's going on there. It sounds like we'll be paying full price again. And, you know, there's also things like the barbecue deck and the Pirate Life bar that they've got in that upper echelon of the stand on the, the Western side. Yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like they could offer those sort of seats that would be a bit more clear and focused than the sort of vagueness that they've given us at the moment. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see exactly what what we get when the time comes. Um, My membership is uh, partially funded through the GC Sunscast, so yeah, I had no reservations about donating... 100% 100% of the membership to to the Suns because you know our supporters, our Patreon donors here, the Old Soul Patreon donors, are still supporting us. Why shouldn't we still support the club? So we're still doing that. Um, but besides that, it, it brings to line a lot of questions. I think it probably creates more questions than answers, especially yeah. now when you consider the potential for crowds to come in. And the mm-hmm. rumours we're hearing about it being more of a lottery or uh, only a select few members would get to attend certain games if that eventuates. Now, you yeah. would have to think that there's got to be some sort of priority system there based on how much money was pledged to the club during this crisis.
2: It has to, yeah. And yeah. and I, I think the message that we're get, getting out of this is, um, you know, we, we don't know what's going to happen after round five. But we've got an idea that that crowds are going to start to come into the, the, the equation, and I can't imagine that people who've asked for a refund could expect to to get their, get offered tickets. Um, it's you know it, it's going to be it's going to be people who have got some of the the, the, the better packages, um, and so there, there's options in there, um, and I, I think you've got a great idea. I mean, the the, the clubs went if and when. Fans are, are going to return, and we're hearing 100, but I, I think um, the number 500 has come up as well. And if 500 members are are, are going to be offered tickets to, to come to the game, they'll really want those 500 people to have a, a great game day experience, and which means you know putting them in the, in the best you know with social distancing and all the rest of it, putting them in the best seats. But they're also going to need to want those people to spend up, so. Yeah, putting putting somebody in a you know in a in a special um, you know corporate kind of you know you mentioned a couple of the places like the Pirate Life Bar, fire it up and, and 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 you know sell you know get people in there and, and get them spending. Well, that, um, that, you know.
1: that, yeah, that's it. I mean, if the club's going to give out free tickets to the members, they probably need to. I feel maximize what they can with those, let's say, premium seating options because from experience being at the the lounge it's very not only are you in a a place where you feel like oh hey i'm i'm living a good life i'll spend up i'll buy a ten dollar beer and i'll drink another ten dollar beer and oh there's free hors d'oeuvres and uh, nibbles here so i don't need to worry about food i'll just buy more drinks uh you're also sort of encouraging people to to do that because there's less queues it's it's more natural um than going out the back and lining up for a a pie and a drink
2: Um, well they won't have those kinds of things often really i can't imagine I, i imagine it'd be a bit more um you know there might be a pie cart rather than actually have the whole concession stand fire up with if you're only catering to five hundred people, mm. I mean, we, we 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 both know what it looks like when there's when there's a small crowd there. That they shut down whole whole sections. You you can't even sit in the in the in the sort of eastern stands. Um, you know, there's there's um, or you can, but there's only twenty people over there or whatever. So so yeah. The, Look, we we could go on all night about this, but I I really do think it's encouraging that um, you know we can even talk about having crowds because uh, up until recently that 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 wasn't in prospect. It might be October before we before we even um, you know get to actually go to a game, but um, I don't think we're. You know, we're we're one of those clubs where, you know, if there's 500 tickets, well, the, 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 there's not going to be, you know, a, a lineup around. <laughs> there's there's going to be a few people disappointed, but you know, it's uh, it's not exactly uh, you know Richmond at the G versus Collingwood, so uh, yeah, which, no, it is. Uh, but
1: you underestimate the Gold Coast public. I think 500 tickets uh, going to members would be snapped up straight away.
2: Oh yeah, so, and, I'm not uh, not saying that. I'm I'm just saying it's a, there are there are other fixtures that are happening right now with zero crowd, mm. and they would have they would have had you know eighty ninety thousand.
1: So, do you Out think G- you'll see something radical from the Gold Coast Suns in this uh, first four week period, like what's being talked about with Collingwood having cardboard cutouts of members and? yeah extra advertising and stuff do you think we'll see anything like that from the suns because we haven't heard any sort of word or any sort of whispers coming from the club about anything like that?
2: you know you know I listened to um another podcast uh called hardball gets last night um it's Xavier Ellis and a, and a couple of journos from western Australia and um they were talking about this and uh they they did they did say that you know when the um the, the one of the innovations that the Suns have done, you know, having the um, whenever a goal is scored, having the na 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 na, na and um, how that every club should should supply some sort of sound effect for when their club scores a, a goal because it's not exactly a, a home game, really, is it? It's it's, it's sort of a, a a unique situation. So um, they were sort of wondering what kind of sound effects each team. Uh, the, the eagles and the Dockers, or whatever, w- would be able to supply so that they could have um, some noise because they're talking about having crowd noise piped in, and and so when something happens, having artificial crowd noise. And uh, they one idea they also had was um, imagine if you um, if you if you played the commentary. Um, live the the live TV commentary played it at the stadium so the players could hear themselves <laughs> being talked about. So yeah, I, I'm sure they'll come up with something.
1: That sounds like uh, AFL Exchange. Did you get your podcast wrong or
2: no? That I got. I, I flipped over. Our friends at AFL Exchange uh, were talking about that last idea, but the first idea was the uh, yeah they're the, from the, the boys from Hardball Gets but um, it, uh, did you see during the week that uh, there was a soccer team a soccer club in South Korea who um, dressed up um, sex dolls and stuck them in the stands mm-hmm. as, as, as crowd mm-hmm. and they got into a bit of trouble for that <laughs> so not a good idea for the sons to follow that, it's a family club uh, but I imagine they will be doing something
1: it's going to be interesting to see what they do Um mm. Alright, well let's move on to some footy talk uh, We've seen a few videos Coming from the club Over the last week since they've resumed training So it's good to see that you know, We saw Hugh Greenwood mic'd up uh, There was yeah. a video that came out I think yesterday with Took Miller mic'd up um, We're getting some good stuff Coming through from the club And you you were telling me about a good video Of the the season launch uh, the, the full game fixture reveal uh, I haven't seen that myself, but you said the social media team at the Suns have been doing pretty well to do stuff like that.
2: Yeah, they are patched together. Uh, uh, you know, it only goes for a minute, but there's a, a quite a lot of uh, pop culture references and and uh, and cameos. So uh, yeah, it's on the Suns website. Uh, check it out. It's uh, it's quite funny, and uh, and they and they take the piss out of the the, the opposition teams. Um, so the, on the Suns site, the first fixture block. Video, because um, sometimes these—and I'm not saying the this, this, the Suns do this—but sometimes these kinds of um, you know things are you know you play it and you're like, oh, I just wanted to read the fixture, I didn't want to listen to some crappy band or whatever. But this is this is next level. They've really they've really set the the, the tone. Um, I'm really impressed by the the Suns media team this week because they, they would have had um, been, been been told to stay at home for quite some time hasn't been much content going on, uh, but now they're really ramping it up now that we're, you know, round two is in sight and they're obviously back and and getting some interest. So, yeah, congratulations to them.
1: Okay, so what else have we got coming out, Tom? We haven't had any word about the NEFL, so we don't really know what's happening in that. All we know is that there will be no... Gold Coast Suns AFL listed player playing in a reserves competition this year. Uh, yes. How's our injury list looking?
2: Well, to the first thing you're saying, the uh, the, the I, I have grave concerns for the Nifl as a competition now. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's starting to get to the point where you want you get, you wonder if if it can come back from this. Um, so you know, stay tuned because we haven't. Literally haven't heard anything. Um, the injury list. So the, as as with uh, as happens in the preseason, often, um, and in this instance, they haven't given us an update for two months. However, if you go back and look at the last um, injury list, which was quite extensive. Just about everybody is back, so you know you expect Rory Thompson will be back and firing, and Pierce Hanley and Jared Harbrow. you know they're, they're ready to go to be selected, whether they are or not. You know we'll, we'll find out. Um, what we don't, what we do know is John Haynes said that there are 47 healthy players. So process of elimination, we've got um, Anthony Miles. His injury did seem like it would be it would take quite a bit longer. Um, Mitch Reardon uh, is gone for the year. Unfortunately, he's done his ACL, which we already knew. Um, and then uh, you have to wonder if maybe um, Will Powell might be a little, but you know he, he might not have gotten over his, his injury yet. Well, I haven't seen him training or anything like that. Uh, but we did see Charlie Ballard in, in one of those videos, so he's he's one of the forty-seven, which is great news because we're immediately a better team with with him on on the sheet. Um, so yeah, we'll find out pretty soon exactly who those five players are, but we've got a fair idea of, of who's who's not who's not training. Um, and oh, Luke Towey, uh, the Irish fellow, he he'll be coming back, but he's he's uh, he's not here yet.
1: Okay. Well, I don't have any more news to go through, Tom. So unless mm. you've got anything you want to cover, we might wrap it up early.
2: Yes, I think we've, we've had this aspiration since we started two years ago that we do a 30-minute show and we've never... <laughs> we've always gone the whole length. Um, look, I, I, I think it's great news that we're, we're going to be... Um, we're going to see some actual footy and we know who our opponents are going to be. Um, just before we go, I think that there's some speculation we can do about um, which players are going to be uh, in, the, in the mix... Um, you, you imagine that the 47, you could probably break that down to 30-odd players who, who are going to be in the mix. But who are you looking forward to, to seeing? Uh, we know definitely David Swallow's not playing round two because he's suspended. But who are you looking forward to, to seeing come into the side?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, I'll try and remember who played in round one. But off the top of my head, I'd have to say I'm looking forward to seeing Charlie Ballard playing again. Mm, he uh, looks fit Yeah, I, I love the way he came into the side A couple of years ago in his debut And he's he's just been doing great things So his third year in the season In the competition Hoping that he can elevate himself to another level mm. Um, I've been hearing good things about Sam Flanders So yes, I, I posed the yes. question to Stuart Jew In the members meeting he said Sam was doing well, uh, lifting up to the intensity required, the endurance required for AFL level. I'm very keen to finally see him put it all together. I don't think it's going to be this week, but it sounded like he was trading the house down and, uh, he could actually benefit from this, uh, COVID-19 delays, uh, and we could see him in the next four or five weeks. So looking yeah, forward to that as yeah. well. Yeah, we,
2: we 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 can probably expect to see you know twenty eight, thirty players used over that the three games that are are on the coast, and then the the team that travels to Victoria. You know that that the a raft of changes could come in. There could be players who are held back from the first three games who will who plan to. To go, you know, someone like a Piers Hanley might might not be up to match fit, but um, with with a good five week block of training while the others are playing, he could be on the plane to to to, to Geelong, um, and certainly be a, a handy inclusion if you know what I mean. Um, hoping Jared Harbrow is is coming back. This could be his final season, or again, as you say, some players could benefit from this this. Uh, this thing and, and the, you know the lack of actually having to play a full season could could mean that there's another year or two in in, in Jared's legs. Um, it's not a new inclusion, but I, I'd love I'd love to see Witsy get back to his 2019 form because in round one he, he you know, it was noticeable that he was he, he was only sort of getting half the the hitouts and not not a lot to advantage and and uh, it, you know he he was down on his last year's form. So yeah. Uh, as far as debutantes, um, you mentioned Sam Flanders. Um, Isaac Rankin's been tra- he's been training with Sam because they had similar so injury setbacks in the pre-season. Um, and we've talked a lot about Rankin, so we know that we want him to be in the team, whether it's round two or later, but we'll, we'll see. And he's Isaac done his Davout. hair.
1: He's done the Ackermanis. He's, he's full Ackermanis <laughs> now, isn't he? He's done his <laughs> hair bleached
2: blonde. It wouldn't surprise me if it hadn't occurred to him at all but I'm pretty sure people are making the connection. <laughs> he's done the, but you know, I mean, boys will be boys. It sounds like they've just had a bit of fun one afternoon and and, and got out the peroxide bottle and uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, Mally Roses Junior apparently also uh, uh, dyed his hair, but not as not as much. So we'll wait to, yet to see that do. Uh, and he could be someone who flies into calculations too. I mean, he's he's a tremendous little player um yeah a, a, a good neathfield season would have would have been because he's already played at neathfield level um so that would have you know would have would have been good for him so you know you wonder uh what his year's going to be like and the other player who I'm really looking forward to seeing who we have already seen uh is um Jeremy Sharp um he he was really good in the pre-season um I was I was half expecting him to be named in the round one team we will see him in the next few weeks. He'll he'll debut. And he's he's a great team player. He he makes the team better by being on the field.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I'd completely forgotten about Jeremy Sharp. We were all about him in the preseason. He just looked fantastic, slotted straight into our side. And uh all this delay we we've sorta of forgotten what he delivered. Um, I think we've sort of forgotten what the Suns delivered in the preseason as well. We could yeah, very well win so... three or four of these games coming up if yeah. if the same side that we saw in the preseason comes to light. Um,
2: yeah, and just round one was such a such a downer that uh, it's easy to uh, overlook the fact that the Suns were playing some electrifying footy. Like you, you and I both said that we we'd never seen it. That was that was uh, the type of footy that they were playing was was has never even in even in the, the the years where the team was up and about this level of footy wasn't being played it was it was really really good stuff and we were knocking opponents with close to full strength teams out of the park with with debutants with guys who hadn't even played yet so yeah yeah sharp I mean look they're, they're all just names on a paper at the moment so whatever gets you know whatever, whatever we see in that round two team, um, it's going to be competitive. I mean, it's the Eagles um, and, you know, the, the, you never know with the Eagles what, you, what you're going to get but I, I expect that they'll be heavily favoured but, uh, again, you know, if we've got our a full strength back because we had, we had a lot of backs, uh, we had like, you know, an al- almost an almost kneeful level back line against Port and they beat us with young, inexperienced forwards so, um, we're going to need to bring our best backline to to that game to match the Eagles. So, yeah, we'll obviously be previewing that game in two weeks from now. So we'll talk about it more then. But, yeah, great to see a fixture release and finally actually be able to talk about playing footy, which is the whole reason
1: we're here well when we come back in two weeks tom we're going to be talking game day we're going to be talking about what potential round two side the suns are going to unveil uh we're going to have a lot to talk about as we lead into the football so looking forward to it and this 30 minute show has quickly become a 40 minute show <laughs> so how about we wrap it up there mate and uh, there's no one in the live chat so i think we're all good to go um yeah Go Suns. Yeah, go Suns. Uh, come join us in two weeks' time just before the football when we're all back to normal.
0: <laughs> Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumpke drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumpkecareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts?